Welcome to the High View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, and here with me is our lead pastor, Chad Williams. Chad, hey everybody. how's it going today, man? Going well, man. Going well. Good. You having a good morning? I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about this particular topic. Okay. Um, what is the gospel? So we're going to talk about the gospel today. I'm really yeah. excited about that. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to dive in, man. How about you? Absolutely. So we, <laughs> I've discovered that I say absolutely a lot as we record these episodes. Yeah, we, we may have uncovered that. Yep. So the from goal, the first two episodes. The goal is to not say absolutely 10,000 times. Yeah. But as we get into this, this episode, <laughs> as we get into this episode, we want to kind of unpack what we mean by the gospel and what we mean by gospel-centered. Obviously, in our introduction, we said that this is going to be a gospel-centered conversation um, exploring all these different topics. So we want to, before we kind of get into anything else in this podcast, we want to make sure that we have a clear kind of explanation of what we mean by the gospel. So I'm going to throw that out, that question to you, Chad. What is the gospel? Okay, so I'm gonna, I want to answer your question. But I want to let me answer it by first answering uh, another question, which is uh, what the gospel is not. Okay, and then we're going to circle back around. Okay, here, here, here's why. Take it away. So, so obviously, we the, the church that we pastor um, is a church in the Bible Belt. So we're in the Atlanta metro area, just right. kind of on the fringes of the burbs on the western side. Um, and so we we do a lot of teaching um, on on a basically a misunderstanding of the gospel. That's so true. Yeah. So, so we have to talk a lot about what the gospel isn't because in our culture, in our context, and this is not the same for everybody listening to this, but uh, at least in our culture, our context, gospel, um, it's not an unknown word. It's but just a, it's a buzzword. It's a buzzword, yeah. It, it, and it, when someone, when, matter of fact, in our membership interview process, we ask the question, what, what is the gospel? And we, we can see our cult, the cultural context, the influence that has uh, on that answer, um, yeah. we, we see it. What's so. funny is I don't think any other church that I've been a part of, I don't think any church has ever asked its members what they think the gospel is. At least I was never asked that growing up. Yeah. What do you think the gospel is? Uh, I was given uh, yeah. these canned presentations to, to explain the gospel or to tell somebody else what the gospel is, but I never really was asked, hey, what do you, what do you think the gospel is? Like what is, yeah, yeah. What, what, what is the gospel? I think it's re- very cool that we do that. Yeah. Well, so we, we get a lot of interesting answers when we ask that question, but uh, so let's talk about the gospel isn't uh, first. The gospel isn't do this. Uh, the gospel is a list of spiritual achievements. Um, the, gospel, the gospel isn't your personal testimony. Say what? The, <laughs> Breaking out here. Not today, Satan. Not today. Getting in our mics. The gospel, the gospel is not that. That's that's probably that's probably the biggest mis. We get that's a lot. So we get a lot of personal testimonies. Uh, with yeah. the one is the gospel question. Um, so it's not a personal. It's not your personal testimony. It. It's not what God did uh, in your life. Now, I don't discourage people from sharing. Sure. Their personal testimony. Um, just with an understanding that that's not the life-giving power of God message that we're right. talking about when we're talking about the gospel. So the gospel, really simply, is the good news of Jesus' life, death, burial, and resurrection. So, it, so it's an account of historical reality that historical reality also 
unpacks essentially all of human history and all of redemptive history all at the same time. Right. It kind of encapsulates all of that. Um, so so when, we, when we ask the question, what is the gospel, we're looking for life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. So from that, um, we kind of derive everything else. It's all based on that true historical reality. There was a person named Jesus who lived a perfect life we failed to live, died a substitutionary death we deserve to die, atoning for our sins, past, present, and future, was buried and then raised three days later from Mm. the dead um, to show that his sacrifice was sufficient to pay for our sins. And then he was ascended to the Father where he rules and reigns right now in power and authority and will one day return to judge both the living and the dead. Okay, so that's that's a summary of the events that Mm -hmm. we're talking about when we talk about the gospel. Then we ask, okay, so why is that good news? That's what the word gospel means in the New Testament, good news. Okay, so why is that good news? Um, Well, I kind of hit on some of it. Um, It's good news in that Christ has lived a life we failed to live and died the death we deserve to die. Right. And so uh, that, that's what we mean. So it's good news. It's, it's news that is good. Sure. Right? So, uh, and, and so that is, that's what we're looking for. Now, um, we get a lot of, you can draw that out and use, you know, use Scripture to kind of draw out the redemptive story that kind of culminates in that news, okay. the gospel news, the fall of man, Man was created in Genesis 1. Um, God uh, was in perfect fellowship with man. Sin came into the equation. Man fell. Um, and so we, we can get into all of that. But essentially the gospel is dealing with the fallen human condition. It is addressing our greatest need, which is forgiveness and reconciliation to a holy and righteous God. Right. So that's why it is good news. Yeah, good news. So so that is what... Uh, we would say when, like, for instance, big kind of gospel passage is Romans one sixteen, right? Paul yeah. says, I am not ashamed of the gospel right. because it is the power of God unto salvation. So, right. so that when we say that that message, that good news, that is what leads to or is the power of God unto salvation. Like we said, it's right. not your testimony. It's not um, any of the other kind of false presentations of gospel. It is Jesus like you said, being the solution to the falling condition of man. Yes. Uh, in the gospel, Jesus meets our greatest need, uh, which, again, is forgiveness of sin, reconciliation to a holy God. Um, you know, and why this is so important to, 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 to talk through and to get right is there are so, there are so many misconceptions about what the gospel is that I, I'm not sure we know when we're not hearing it, if sure. that makes sense. Um, and, and there was a particular, uh, there's a particular quote, I'm, I'm actually reading right now, um, Jared Wilson's book, The Gospel Driven Church. There's a particular quote uh, there in, in that particular book where um, it says some of this effect, whether you're prohibiting or commanding, the law of God cannot change a single human heart to honor God. Only the grace of God can do that. Mm. Only the gospel of grace can actually give us hearts that long to obey God. Um, so that's, to your point, Romans 16, that's the power of God. That is the power of God unto salvation. That's what saves us and changes us and sanctifies us and sets us apart, right. cleanses us like that, that, that message, believing that message. 
uh, that's where the power of God lies. Absolutely. Yeah, that's how uh, Paul kind of wraps up that verse. He says, that's the power of God, the salvation to everyone who believes. And then verse 17, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. So that's what we, that's what we need. We don't need rules for better righteousness in us. Right. We need to realize we need a better righteousness given to us, often kind of referred to as an alien alien righteousness. Yeah, we do we do it backwards, yeah. right? So we put the do's on the front end. Like do this, do this, do this and God'll be happy with you and he won't be mad at you. Right. It's not very good news. Right. No, it's not. Uh same way with don'ts. Don't do this, don't do that. Um you know, we we heard the same stuff, man. Don't don't have sex with your girlfriend. Uh, right. it's, don't, like, it's like the old saying, don't smoke or drink or chew or go with girls that do. Boom, right? That's that's good wisdom, right? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's in the proverbs. But <laughs> It's it's not the Proverbs thirty one woman. No, it's Proverbs thirty two. It's Proverbs thirty two. Yeah. So yeah, so it's it's uh it's not it's not a list of do's and God'll be happy with you. It's not a list of don'ts. Um and the problem with like the the problem with that being our main approach and us kind of selling basically, I mean I would say even say biblical principles, like selling those as gospel mm. as opposed to the message of the gospel itself. Like nothing wrong with biblical principles. Right. Um, certainly nothing wrong with, you know, obeying what we see in the scripture, uh, for sure. But let let me, uh, there's one more Jared Wilson quote, um, killer from this particular book. I highly recommend this book, by the way, the gospel driven church just came out. Phenomenal book. Um, he says, if you win people to biblical principles, but fail to win them to the biblical Christ, you will simply create religious people who lack the power to change. Boom. My goodness. That's incredible. My good. That's I mean, such a good point. So um, I think we have to be very cautious, um, not clouding up the gospel uh, yeah. or, or, or kind of mixing the God, like being unclear about what's the gospel and then what's application of biblical principles or even gospel-motivated behavior. I think we need yeah. to be really clear about that. I think one of the more dangerous things about all this is that the the mistakenness we often have or the misunderstanding we have with the gospel drives a lot of the ways that we approach the world. No doubt. With the gospel. Like we we are true. told to go share the gospel, go share the good news. But if we think it's a, a list of rules, then we'll approach the lost world that way. We'll approach the lost world with a message of you need to do this, you need to not do this. Or we'll find people we disagree with and say things like they need Jesus or they need to be you know get saved. But we're not really giving them anything. We're not giving them the power unto salvation. Right. We're not giving them good news. Right. We're just pointing out basically where they fall short of biblical right. principles. Absolutely. Where they're not applying biblical principles. Yep. We're giving. We're, we're pointing them to their the symptoms of their illness, but we're not pointing them to the medicine. Oh goodness. Oh. Oh. That's tough. We do that often. That's really good. Right. That's that's it's so like we, true. It's like we walk in the room and say, "Hey, you've got cancer. You shouldn't have cancer. Goodbye. Goodbye." Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Mm. No, that's so true. Absolutely. Um, okay, so I have a question for you, Tyler Sweat. Okay. Um, and, and the question is this, and, and maybe we can uh, we can kind of land here or something like it. Um, what does it mean to be gospel-centered? Right. So that's kind of the point of this whole thing. We're, we're going to talk about having gospel-centered conversations. And I think that's another buzzword often. It, can I be honest with you? World. I don't even know what people mean. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I don't always know what they mean when they say that. Right. We have gospel-centered everything yeah. in, so, in church world. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, it can be unhelpful in, in the way we use that terminology if we're not clear with what it means. So what we want to do is kind of clearly define what gospel-centered means. And so if we take 
what we just talked about the gospel is, if we realize that it's death, burial, resurrection of Jesus as a solution to the fallenness of man, then that means everything we do, if it's going to be gospel-centered, it needs to be lived in light of or placed in the view of that redemptive story. Yes. So if we want to have gospel-centered conversations about things, we want to make sure that those conversations point back to Jesus as the solution for brokenness. If we want to have gospel-centered churches, we got to make sure that in the church, everything we do points to Jesus as the solution. No right. program, no resource, no you know person, pastor, nobody, every, all of those things are good only if they point to Jesus. Um, right. Gospel-centered, whatever. If you want to have anything gospel-centered, it's going to center on Jesus as a solution for brokenness. Yeah, I think when we talk about gospel-centered or gospel-driven or whatever, um, I think it's important to, to point out we're not saying that um, we can't address other things, that we just have to make it like, we, have, yeah. we just say, you know, hey, I, I'm a gospel-centered volleyball coach. You know right. what I mean? Okay, well, uh, we're not saying that you shouldn't coach. Here's how you spike your <laughs> volleyball to the glory of God. He, yes, yeah. we're, we're not like, and we're not just we're not just talking about the gospel even like explicitly. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Um, I, I think it's I think it's really important to point that out that we're we're not just repeating that same story per se, but what we're doing is we're taking that story that we were just talking about, life, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. And we're then thinking and considering whatever it is we're doing. We're thinking about, we're considering whatever it is we're doing informed by that story and so, the implications of that story. So being gospel-centered is not primarily about content. It's about character, um, right? Would you say it's not, it's not necessarily just about talking about that content? Yes. It's shaping the character of whatever it is you're saying is gospel-centered. Yeah, it's, it's, it's saying, I would say it's, Content informing character, right? So I, I would say that when you say gospel centered, mm-hmm. um, you're saying that I, I want to think through a gospel uh, paradigm. I want to look through a gospel lens at a given situation. I want to, and when you do, ironically, you see hope where you might not see hope without looking at it through a gospel lens, or you see an opportunity for mission where you might not have seen it yeah. without a gospel lens. So um, it's it's taking the gospel and then considering. Um, whatever's going on through a lens of God's story of redemption, that is the gospel. So it's it's thinking about the gospel or maybe thinking with a gospel mind. Maybe I could put it that way. Yeah. So let's take a let's take an example and just kind of say um let's define gospel centeredness in the context of a gospel centered church. Okay. If, if a church wants to be gospel centered, what characteristics should it have? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. We get this question a good bit mm-hmm. um, because we that's one of the things we strive to do as a church at, at Highview Church, the church that we uh, pastor. We we strive to be gospel centered in everything we do. Um, however, that's we're not always just talking about life, death, burial, resurrection. However, uh, I think that's important to point out. Yeah. Um, so what it, what it is is we're saying in whatever we're doing as a church. We want the gospel to inform, to shape, to mold whatever that thing is that we're doing. We want to, so if it's uh, worship, so yep. one of the things we talk about is Christ-centered worship. So we want the, the songs, we want the music 
to be, do they have to all be about explicitly about those yeah. elements? Maybe not, not all of them, but we want the music itself to be more centered on what Christ has done rather than even our kind of emotional or visceral response to what Christ has done. Yeah. Um, so the so the music is going to be the lyrics. Everything will be directed in that in that way. So I think that it's it's important to to point that out that uh, what we're doing, whether it's with our uh, Have You Kids ministry or whether it's um, in what we do uh, in assimilation, yep. even we're, we're we're pointing people, we're directing people to the gospel itself. Uh, the preached gospel certainly another feature that that should be in the like the 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 content of the sermon should be about what Christ is at the end of the day should be more about what Christ has done than what we should do or what we haven't done even um, it should be about Christ finished work so in some way yep. we're trying to get to that landing point we're trying to get to that kind of that the apex of all of our preaching should be that so. Um, I think that's a that's a starting point, but it, that's yeah. a broad, broad question. It really is. I think it, it all <clears throat> needs to boil down to the realization that the gospel is not just power unto salvation. It is also the power that we have in salvation. It's not it's something good. that we go beyond or we get past or we... It's not elementary Christianity. Yeah, you don't mature past the gospel. Right. It, it's something you just go deeper into. <laughs> right. It's it's the power for our salvation. It's the power for our sanctification. It's going to be the the truth that gets us to you know our glorification. It's it's all of basically all of Christianity is founded on the gospel. But if you see it as just you know Jesus one hundred and one, and yeah. you get saved by the gospel, then you need to lay out all these other principles and add to it or, or take somebody to a next level. There's yep. no next level. There's there's yep. just deeper into how this truth, how this gospel applies. Yeah, I think it's a tragedy. If, you, if you're talking to a pastor, talking to a, a, a staff about the gospel, if 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 there if people who are becoming members of or or coming alongside your church are only hearing the gospel in like a, a, a Christianity explained or a Christianity one on one type setting, or if it's tacked on to the end of your sermon, like oh by the way, time, right? Yeah. Uh, then then that's a that's a, that's not gospel centered ministry. Yeah. Uh, so that's something that that we have to wrestle with. I think that as a whole, to to your point, we have to talk about what our response should be mm-hmm. to that gospel message yeah. every week. Uh, and so I think it's J.D. Greer, I can't remember, man, I think it's J.D. Greer, he talks about the deeper you go in the gospel, the further out, it's like a cyclone, the more you get sucked into the gospel, the further it flings you out for mission. Yeah. And I think that's a helpful way to think about it, too. Um, we, we're not just talking about kind of theological uh, pontification on everything, we're talking about diving into and applying the rich truths of the gospel that then propel us into mission in the world as well. It's good. Yeah. So basically the, the response to the gospel is turning from self, turning to God and going, doing what he's called us to do. Yep. Repentance, faith, mission. That's, yep. that's it. It's great. So a gospel centered person, a gospel centered church is going to see those things as fruits, as evidence that it is gospel centered. You'll see people repenting. You'll see people in believing in Jesus in a deeper, richer way, and it'll see people going missionally. No question about it. Well, we're going to wrap it up right there. Thank you so much for joining us here on this second episode of the High View Podcast. We hope you'll leave us a nice rating and review 
as you uh, are enjoying this content. Share it with a friend. Uh, give us, you know, give us some feedback. Give us some comments, and we will see you guys later.